say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It's the Tyler's Place Podcast, a podcast by brothers for brothers, brought to you by the Supreme Council of the Scottish Rite Southern Jurisdiction. Now, from the House of the Temple in Washington, D.C., here's your host, Maynard Edwards, 32nd Degree. Welcome to the Tyler's Place Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Huge show to get underway today. Got to start off with a few basics. First of all, hope you're using that Tyler's Place podcast app. It's free in your app store. Whether you've got Android or Apple, go to the app store, search Tyler's Place podcast. There's an app that's got each and every Tyler's Place podcast with the push of one button. Get them all. You could, of course, subscribe on iTunes, on Stitcher if you're using Android, or go directly to Spreaker and search for Tyler's Place podcast at Spreaker.com. If you want to get in touch with us, the address is podcast at scottishright.org, or you can look for me on SR Chirp. It's the smartphone app from the Scottish Right that allows you to talk to brothers in your valley or brothers all across the southern jurisdiction. Download it for free now in your app store. Thank you to everyone who tuned in to the podcast special that we did about the thwarted attack at the Masonic Lodge in Wisconsin. Scary stuff, and I know it got my attention and it got all of yours as well as Freemasons and folks who are concerned about safety. If you have not listened to that special podcast yet, go ahead and download it. Again, you can find that in iTunes or go to the Tyler's Place app and download it. There's some common sense information in there that can help keep your lodge safe in 2016, so make sure you give it a listen and share it with some brothers in your lodge. I do have a statement from the Scottish Rite Northern Masonic Jurisdiction regarding that incident, and I'm going to read it verbatim, and it says, We are thankful to law enforcement for thwarting a potential tragedy at the Humphrey Scottish Rite Masonic Center in Milwaukee. Freemasonry promotes tolerance among all people regardless of religious belief. In fact, tolerance is one of our core values. Freemasonry is an organization that includes and welcomes those of many faiths. Many of the founders of our country were Freemasons. Our freedoms, including speech, assembly, and religion, are directly influenced by the tenets of Freemasonry. 
We will continue to promote, protect, and defend respect for all people, regardless of religious belief, as we have in the United States for more than 300 years. And that is the statement from the Northern Masonic Jurisdiction regarding that thwarted attack at the Humphrey Scottish Rite Masonic Center in Milwaukee. Again, I hope you'll listen to our special Tyler's Place podcast on that subject if you have not already. February brings a lot of different celebrations and holidays. Of course, Valentine's Day, we've got President's Day, and also we can't leave out the beginning of Lent and Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras is huge in New Orleans, and there's a strong Scottish Rite influence and Masonic influence in New Orleans. Right in the thick of Mardi Gras is a Scottish Rite brother who's doing a little cooking. Chef Adam Krolikowski, 32nd degree, is the head chef at Mahoney's Restaurant on Magazine Street in New Orleans. And even though I spoke to him just before Mardi Gras, he was kind enough to give us a few minutes. Now, Brother Adam, where are you from originally? Uh, originally from New Jersey. Uh, been down in New Orleans for about three years now. How long have you been in the restaurant business? Uh, well, I've been I've been in restaurants for probably about 15 years now. Done everything there is to do in a restaurant, front of house, back of house, from the bottom all the way to uh, about a month ago. I started as a head chef at Mahoney's here. It's on Magazine Street here in New Orleans, which is one of the, one of the more popular food food streets for for those who I understand don't know. it. Many great chefs are also Freemasons. Is there some kind of correlation there? I mean, it does. It makes perfect sense. Becoming a chef is, is a very uh, apprentice structured kind of. You know, you earn your stripes, uh, cut your teeth, as they call it in, in the in the restaurant world. You know, and then in order to be a good chef, you know, you'd, you'd have to be a, a mason first, just because just the structure is so similar in a, in a different way. But you know, and it's also very very taxing. It's very similar in the way, you know, you get out what you put in. What in your life inspired you to become a chef? You know, I grew up my whole life with uh, with, with foodie parents, you know, who always cooked high-end food in, in the house and having the fortune, basically, of living, you know, 10 minutes outside of Manhattan. I got, I got exposed to some of the best restaurants, you know, in the country, some arguably the world, from a very young age. So I guess they, they kind of refined my palate in that way. And then I ended up, uh, well, my first job ever was, was in a restaurant. And, you know, as I, as I went through school, I, I kind of went from restaurant to restaurant, did different things, you know. Seems like restaurants are, are where, where I'm happiest, you know. We're talking to Brother Adam Krolikowski. He is a chef and a 32nd degree Scottish Rite Mason working in New Orleans during Mardi Gras. Brother Adam, what was it that brought you to the craft? It was actually a, a friend of mine. We were still in high school, you know, very young. Or maybe it might have been middle school when when he first brought it up, and I kind of piqued my interest a little bit. So, you know, uh started doing doing some research on my own probably since I was, I don't know, 16 or 17 years old. Uh I think I started with Holy Blood, Holy Grail, which is kind of a strange place to start. So let's talk Mardi Gras. Exactly how big a deal is Mardi Gras in terms of your workload? Uh, Lundi Gras, which is uh, the Monday before uh, Mardi Gras, which is Tuesday, uh, is, is the busiest day, the sing single busiest day, you know, in, in the restaurant that I'm at right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been two weeks of you know, getting getting the staff ready, uh, getting getting as much prep and, and back stock and batch cooking done ahead of time as possible. So, you know, try to try to expedite the process and 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 serve everyone. You know, quality food and in a 
acceptable amount of time, you know, despite the crowds and, and madness. Obviously, you're doing a lot of working, a lot of cooking. Is there a chance you're going to get out to enjoy any of the festivities, or have you been a part of any of them? Well, I know the, I know the Shriners, Shriners take part in, in parades. I was at a parade. I actually got to go to, a, to one parade the other night, and it happened to be one that the Shriners were riding in, you know, with the motorcycle crew and then the, the buggies and everything. Do you have, like, a comfort food that you gravitate towards? For me, it's like grilled cheese and tomato soup. How about you? Uh, that, that's fine. Uh, my personal thing, I, I guess, would be pizza. Uh, you know, yeah. growing up in, in the Northeast, pizza was huge. So, yeah, that, that is definitely my ultimate comfort food. If you're originally from New Jersey and New York, that means you're pretty particular about your pizza. Is it kind of tough to find a, a good pizza in New Orleans? Absolutely, yeah. It, it took me a while to, to find, uh, acceptable on par, you know, pizza places <laughs> in New Orleans and, there's, there's only about two that are that, I, that I'm willing to, to do all the time, you know. <laughs> but, but yeah, fold and all that, absolutely. It's so great that no matter what is happening in the world, there are Scottish Rite brothers right in the thick of it, and Mardi Gras is no exception. Brother Adam Krolikowski, 32nd Degree, thanks for spending some time with us. I know you've got to be crazy busy right now, but thank you for spending some time with us on the Tyler's Place. Absolutely, Maynard. Uh, it's completely my pleasure. I really appreciate the opportunity to, to speak with you. If brothers and their families are visiting New Orleans and want to taste your food, how do they find you? Uh, we're, uh, I'm at Mahoney's. It's, it's on it's 3454 Magazine Street, uh, uptown. Fine dining, you know, classical technique, inspired food at a lower price point than, you know, on a, on a, on a po' boy. That's Brother Adam Krolikowski, head chef at Mahoney's in New Orleans. Go by and visit him and try his food. I definitely am going to do so soon. You know, that's assuming he survived Mardi Gras last week. Coming up on the Tyler's Place podcast, we've talked food. We're going to talk drink because we've got a brother with a very unique distillery. We're going to give you details on that. But first, let's handle some business and get to the VMAP Minute. Hi, I'm Bill Hosler, 32nd Degree Mason out in the Valley of Dallas, and you're listening to the Tyler's Place Podcast. Time for the VMAP Minute with Brother Jeff Maynard, 32nd Degree. The Valley Membership Achievement Project, better known as VMAP, is intended to help each Valley carry out its service to the Scottish Rite by providing the very best experience for all of our brothers. It's a big project. We know you've got questions. Send those questions to us. VMAP at scottishrite.org is the email address. We may even answer your question here on the Tyler's Place podcast. Joining me now from the Valley of Baton Rouge is the chairman of the Supreme Council VMAP committee, Brother Jeff Maynard. Jeff, we've wrapped up 2015. How do we get into VMAP 2.0 2016? So I would encourage everybody to, to go to the, the scottishrite.org uh, slash VMAP website and get the 2016 workbook. We didn't want to make any major changes in 2016, um, you know, without having the workshops to have some real in-depth feedback. We didn't feel like making giant changes to the program were warranted. So what we did was we listened to the feedback we got from the valleys, and, and we made some changes in, in small areas that were concerning to a lot of people. For example, if you look at uh, the valley organization section, Last year it was just flat. You had to have 20 of these organizations. Well, we heard from a lot of small valleys, you know, under 100 members, that they could only do that if, you know, every one of them was an organization themselves. So we, we put some, some differentiation into that depending on valley size. We took some of the things that people frequently asked us about that were confusing to them. We reworded it. So hopefully you'll be able to, to make a little more uh, use of, of that. And the big change that we did was we added some actual numerical targets. So when you start looking at 
the the VMAP workbooks for 2016, you're going to see that uh, we've added some numerical targets around reducing your suspensions, about increasing your new members. We've added some targets about increasing the contact information you have for your members because when we started looking at it, we realized, man, you look at the southern jurisdiction and we've, we've got some, some gaps in having email addresses and phone numbers for all of our members. So let's, let's add that and, and make sure that we're working on getting good contact info so that you can stay in touch with these brothers, which is just the, the key to retaining members and, and maximizing their experience. So the takeaway here is hit the website, scottishright.org slash VMAP, download that booklet, get some of your brothers together, crack that bad boy open, and start working. Absolutely. I mean, the same thing we suggested last time. Look at the workbook, pick one area, go after that area. When you're good in that area, move on to the next one. Or better yet, get a team of guys to work on each area at the same time. Don't try and do it all yourself. Uh, engage your brothers, get their help. The, the energy and the enthusiasm that new people bring has been one of the great things of VMAP 1.0, and we hope everybody carries it into VMAP 2.0. And the, the other key thing I want to make sure that we mention again is when you go to the website and you get the new workbook and you look at it, while you're there, register for the workshops. Come to one of the workshops. Give us some feedback. Give us some input. Uh, bring your great ideas so that they can go into VMAP 3.0. Getting to those workshops is really important because we need everybody's input on VMAP. There are three different workshops. Go to scottishright.org now and register. Spaces are filling up, so go ahead and register. I know Masons don't like to register ahead of time, but this time I think you definitely should. Do that, and you can participate in helping to shape VMAP in the future, which is really, really important because this is a grassroots effort, and the grassroots have to really stay involved in order for it to work properly. The grassroots owns it and, and we need them to, to keep that ownership with them and, and bring us their ideas because that's uh, why we've had the success with the program we've had uh, so far and why we hope to continue building on that in the future. He's the chairman of the Supreme Council VMAP Committee, Brother Jeff Maynard. Thanks so much for joining us, man. We'll talk to you soon, Jeff. Maynard, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Coming up on the Tyler's Place podcast, I'm getting a little bit nervous because I have not managed to locate Arturo de Hoyas just yet for Tyler's Trivia, so I'm not exactly sure how the end of this show is going to go today. But earlier we spoke to Chef Adam Krolikowski. He's a brother from New Orleans right in the middle of Mardi Gras, so we talked about food. We've got to talk about drink. We're going to talk to a brother who is distilling a very unique spirit got to hear about this it's one of a kind and we're bringing it to you on the tyler's place podcast hello brothers this is nick seneca 32nd degree from the cozy little valley of palm springs in sunny southern california and we're digging brother maynard on the tyler's place okay hang on a second first of all brother nick thank you very much for that greeting i really appreciate it but I have to say, I know professional pipes when I hear them. I don't know Nick personally, but I will guarantee you that man did some work at radio, television, broadcasting. Those pipes are polished. You better be careful, Nick. Might have a job for you. Also, I have to thank all the brothers in the Valley of Palm Springs. Very, very supportive of the Tyler's Place podcast. They've actually gone ahead and put a link on their Valley homepage to the Tyler's Place. So brothers can just go there and click and listen. Really appreciate that. And if your Valley has done that or we would be kind enough to do it in the future let us know would love to give you guys a shout out on an upcoming tyler's place podcast also 
If you want to be a part of the Tyler's Place podcast, just take your smartphone, record a greeting, just like Brother Nick did, say a few words to us, tell people they're listening to the Tyler's Place podcast, and email it to us at podcast at scottishright.org. And I would love to use you in an upcoming episode of the Tyler's Place podcast. Okay, on this episode, we have already talked about food. We've got to naturally talk about drink. I want to introduce you to my friend and brother, Itzara Honorev. And this is a guy who I had the honor of helping to raise. He has started distilling a very unique spirit. Let's start at the beginning of the story, Itzara. Uh, where is your family name, which is Honorath? Where does that come from? We are actually from Laos, uh, Southeast Asia, next to Thailand, Cambodia, in that region. You yourself, you're an American serviceman currently. I'm in the uh, Army. Been in about 18 years now. You have got a sideline occupation. You make a very particular spirit. Yes, we uh, make what we call in Laos called Lao Lao, which in translation is uh, Laos whiskey. So it's made from rice. Um, that's it, just rice, rice and yeast. No artificial or any other source of sugar added. Just the sugar itself comes from the rice. White Tiger, just to tell us a little bit about the name and where it comes from. The name White Tiger Distillery uh, came about one, my second oldest son, his name is Sia, which is tiger in Laos. So that's the tiger. And then the word white is because the, the, the whiskey is clear. And so I didn't want to call it clear whiskey or clear tiger. It wouldn't sound right. So white tiger fits, uh, fits us pretty well. And this is the only distillery of its kind in the United States? For Laotian style whiskey, yes. There's other varieties of rice whiskey that are... Out in the United States, like in Oregon, Portland, Oregon, they make a Chinese version called uh, Baiju. So is this something you've kind of always done as a hobby and somebody finally convinced you to turn it into a career? or how? how because you've built a distillery and a tasting room and, I mean, bottles. This isn't something you're doing in your garage. You've got a legitimate business going on. Uh, yeah, the, the story is, you know, it's actually a family recipe that uh, was kept secret until 2013. Um, I was actually out training with the army and I uh, decided to, on my way home, was watching the Moonshiner the, on the TV show and thought to myself, hey, you know what, they could do it, I could do it, not knowing that I have a fan recipe already. So, yes, so I came back, tried to do it, nothing was working. Mom came to visit for Christmas in 2013. and From Laos? From Laos, yes. And she was saw me fumbling around down, downstairs. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, you know, I'm trying to make some whiskey. Uh, I'm thinking about starting a business. And she said, well, you're doing it all wrong. Here's the recipe. I'm going to talk you through it. And I followed her direction, and it worked. And ever since then, we've been running you know, full, full steam ahead. Traditionally, um, making whiskey or moonshine, you want to call it, was uh, done by the female in Laos. Um, that was their source of income, additional income, other than just you know staying around the house and taking care of the kids. So my actually my mom's aunt uh, was making moonshine back in Laos, and she was watching her aunt one day and memorized the recipe, and just never she never done anything with it. So it passed down to me, and I figured, hey, let's keep the family spirit going. Now, in terms of a flavor profile, how does a rice whiskey differ from a more traditional whiskey that we might be used to here in the States? For one, it's just made with rice. So just that alone, you get the full natural um, aroma. You know, you get that flowery aroma. You get that natural sweetness. You don't have to age it. It's just one of those things that at a high proof, you know, we serve, we're going to put ours out at 120 proof. That's the minimum. Wow. 
So that's 60% alcohol by volume when you look at it. But it's so smooth that you question the proof. You know, that's how high quality our whiskey is. I happen to know that you've been visited at the distillery by a lot of brothers. How cool is it for you to have guys, you know, travel an hour, hour and a half to come and visit you and just to not only enjoy your product, but just to kind of share some fellowship at your new business? It's actually, it's an honor. You know, I, I told my, my uh, co-owners and my wife, I say, you know, anyone that makes the effort to come out and visit us, uh, regardless of what our situation is, if we're not, even if we're closed, we're going to open our door and let them in. Brothers, come on over. You know, it's, it's, this business is not just about me and my family. It's, it's, it's everybody. You know, it's, our goal is to get this out to the whole world. We want to share this. Speaking of, um, are you, I know it's, you know, this is a new thing, a new distillery, and there's obviously tons of laws and legal hoops and things you have to jump through. Are you to a point where you can sell yet? And can you sell online if somebody looks for something from you? Currently, the law doesn't allow us to sell online because all sale has to be done on, on premises. But we are at the point right now, we have a, a liqueur that we can't sell. Um, it's a coconut base. It's a, called Coquito. Yeah, that's come. That came from the uh, the Puerto Rican side of my, you know, my wife. She's Puerto Rican, and uh, so we kind of incorporate that into the the, the the Laotian whiskey. So instead of using rum, we use a whiskey. Only thing we're waiting for is a label. Once the labels arrive in the next couple of weeks, we can slap it on the bottle, and we, I call to the brothers and say, "Hey, come on down, and let's let's party." Yeah, and, and hopefully we'll be able to see it in stores and things here soon. I mean, it. this is the great thing about our fraternity is that you meet guys from all walks of life and so many unique personalities. And here he is. He's soldier by day and and distiller by night. So it, it it's just fascinating. So, thank, Brother Honorat, thank you for taking a couple of minutes with us. And good luck with White Tiger. Anything you want to say before we wrap? Actually, I do. Just in uh, in honor of the, uh, the Brotherhood, if you look at the label, there's a uh, a uh, a symbol on there. So, no kidding. Yeah, there's there's a symbol on there. I won't tell you what it is, but uh, look on look at our logo. You'll definitely see a is a, a uh, one of uh, the working tools. Go to White Tiger Distillery, all one word. dot com. Brother Itzara Anarath and White Tiger Distillery. He's a father. He's a family man. He's a soldier. And he's a first-rate Scottish Rite Mason. And, oh, yeah, he makes one-of-a-kind whiskey. Check it out, White Tiger Distillery Online. Coming up on the Tyler's Place podcast, it's time for Tyler's Trivia, although I still haven't found art. Want to hang out with fellow Masons online? Visit freemasonnetwork.org. Tyler's Trivia with your grand archivist, Arturo de Hoyos. Okay, so there's some bad news, but then some good news and some even better news. The bad news is Arturo de Hoyas, I just got a note handed to me, and uh, Arturo de Hoyas is on special assignment for the Supreme Council, so he's going to be unavailable for Tyler's trivia. But the good news is that I do have the answer to last month's question. Last month's question was, what was the first Scottish Rite Monitor published after the Morgan affair. And Art left me the answer. The answer that the Grand Archivist was looking for was Sublime Freemasonry, which was published in 1842. From all the correct answers we received, we have selected two correct answers to receive autographed copies of the brand new annotated edition of Morals and Dogma. We pick one winner from the email address podcast at scottishright.org and one winner from SR Chirp. The winner from SR Chirp was brother Brad Billings. 
email address, podcast at scottishright.org, is Brother Jason McDonald. So those two guys are each going to receive autographed copies of the new annotated edition of Morals and Dogma. Remember, you got two shots at winning. You can answer on email and then turn around and answer on SR Chirp for two shots at winning. Now, that's the bad news and the good news. The better news is that I've got a really great guy pinch hitting for Brother Arturo de Hoyas, the man who's actually in charge of maintaining and keeping up the big, huge, awesome building that is the House of the Temple, is Brother Sean Greystone. And we actually had him on the podcast back in November. We did a nice interview with him then. But he's been kind enough to pinch hit for Art today. So, uh, Sean, I, you know, Art says he's on special assignment I know he wants us to think he's out there like some sort of Masonic Indiana Jones with like a square and compass in one hand and a bullwhip in the other, but I suspect he's just on some kind of speaking tour. I think you're right, Maynard. And one day we will talk about our experiences with archivists of all kinds. That would be subject for a great show by itself. Well, thank you for uh, pinch hitting for art, as it were. Now, you're responsible for kind of everything keeping up the House of the Temple. What's your actual title? Technically titled the Superintendent of the House of the Temple, my more formal business title here is I'm the owner's representative and chair of the building and grounds department. So basically you're in charge of care and feeding and diapering the the 100-year-old baby that is the house of the temple. That is correct. That's one of my jobs. Uh, the other major job was to oversee the upcoming conservation and preservation project that we have underway called the rebuilding of the temple project. Since you know pretty much everything there is to know about the House of the Temple, why don't we do a little House of the Temple-themed Tyler's Trivia? Do you have a trivia question for us? Sure, I'll give you a question. It shouldn't be too hard. Um, Who was the builder, the general contractor, who built the House of the Temple for the Supreme Council? And what year did the council take occupancy of the building, which would be the same year that the contractor achieved what we call substantial completion of the building? That's a great question. And I'll tell you, if you listen to the episode of the Tyler's Place podcast that features Brother Sean Greystone, he actually gives this answer during that podcast. So go back and listen. You'll get the answer. Send that answer to podcast at scottishright.org or search for me on SR Chirp and send your answer there or go ahead and do both for two two chances to win, and from all the correct answers we receive, we'll select two at random to receive autographed copies of a couple of Arturo de Hoyas's fantastic books. Uh, Brother Sean, while I've got you here, uh, everybody saw the footage on television of Washington, D.C. under what was basically three feet of snow. How did the House of the Temple come through that huge blizzard? Yeah, we actually had a snowzilla here, which is rare for inside the district. Um, there was about 30 inches of snow in the back parking lot. We were closed for the two days the government shut down. It took us two days to plow out the parking lots, which was unusual, but the snow was thick and wet and heavy. We actually had a great time. Uh, there was a big snowball fight at DuPont Circle. It was actually a, a great couple of days. The building survived well. The heat stayed on. We were good. The House of the Temple itself is truly a wonder to behold. I, I walk around here just with my mouth hanging open every time I come in the door. And thanks to you and your team for all your hard work keeping it up and restoring it. it it's just a fantastic thing. And thank you for joining us on the Tyler's Place podcast. Thank you. Thanks for your kind words. And uh, look forward to talking again. Brother Sean Greystone, 33rd degree superintendent of the building, the House of the Temple in Washington, D.C. 
That's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Tyler's Place podcast. Thank you for joining us, and thanks to all of our guests. Don't forget, look for me on SR Chirp, the smartphone app from the Scottish Rite, and you can also check out freemasonnetwork.org. Catch me lurking around there as well. I'm Maynard Edwards. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll catch you next month on the Tyler's Place. If you're interested in becoming a Freemason or in joining the Scottish Rite, email us at podcast at scottishrite.org. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.